You say Africa is your home. You shout Africa is your home. How come Africa is alone? How come Africa is alone? Especially to make up for areas where there was a shortage of proper enforcement of you know, criminal law, criminal standards, that basically let a lot of people commit crimes with impunity, you know, crimes of grand national scale, crimes against humanity. Um, so, so the the idea behind the court is certainly a valuable one, and it's unfortunate that if you look back at when the Rome Statute was being negotiated, that uh, a lot of the main states that were afraid of being especially liable under, uh, under the statute, a lot of them watered down a lot of its authorities, a lot of its powers, and then some of those that even signed the treaty did not go on to ratify it um, at the national level. So at the end of the day, it ended up not being a sort of universal mechanism for implementing justice. So in what ways would you say that the ICC and the foundations of the Roman statute were really watered down before it was even ratified or signed or implemented? When, when, it, when they were negotiating the Rome Statute, uh, the U.S. was trying to limit its jurisdiction and it was trying to weaken its authority. And it's, I think it spent like a year in negotiations. And then that was all under the pretense that the U.S. would be a member. You know, the ICC. So, so the other countries that were negotiating were willing to give in to a lot of the compromises um, under the expectation that the U.S. would join. So the U.S. did sign, but then didn't ratify. So the U.S. did not become a member after watering down the, uh, the powers of the court. At the end of the day, there was not a real commitment there. And so I think you can look at the seeds there. The basis genesis, of, the basic genesis of the uh, International Criminal Court, to see that how many structural flaws were built in. In other words, how it actually was implemented was as a court to sort of capture the weak but let the strong 
So what would you say are some of the issues that we see the court facing today in the international realm with African states, especially simply because of its faulty foundation and the sense that this was an international criminal court created to be biased? It's become a sort of political institution that um, a lot of states no longer recognize as being legitimate. And if they don't recognize them as legitimate, they should not be members. Now, one thing that I find problematic with the whole reaction to uh, South Africa, Gambia, and Burundi is that they are being blamed for leaving an institution, which a lot of countries either didn't join, right, without the same sort of backlash against them, or that they uh, actually signed the treaty, but then didn't ratify, in effect, further delegitimizing it. So that's why I wanted to stress how the origins of the court came about through this problematic sort of negotiations and then not having complete buy-in from the U.S., which didn't ratify, really sort of planted the seeds of of the present um, lack of legitimacy that the court has among African countries. What do you think would happen if we actually began to see a mass exodus of African states from the ICC? By countries leaving, it's only um, formalizing what was already a decrepit sort of institution in many ways. So it's better, actually, that they leave than they stay and sort of half-perform the duties of membership. So in many ways, we should say, hey, it's a good thing that you've left. If you're not going to recognize the court's authority, you shouldn't be part of it. You know? Now, I think that the, from the... From the African continental perspective, not that I say I have that perspective, but I can see why this institution has looked like it's sort of um, a remnant of a colonial era of justice. You know, here is an institution premised on international jurisdiction, but pursuing most aggressively cases within the continent. It's not a good look for the international institution, so I can see why it lost uh, a lot of its legitimacy. Next, I cut up with Gringo Wachala, who works at the BBC Bureau in Washington, D.C. Having lived in South Africa for 40 years, he shared his insights on the larger consequences of South Africa's decision to leave the ICC. If you remember how the ICC was uh, founded in the first place, South Africa led a group of about 50 countries in Rome against the U.S.'s wishes. The U.S. wanted to take control of uh, of the, of the negotiations and, and map a way forward for the ICC. South Africa was at the forefront of rejecting uh, America's um, uh, contributions to the ICC. Now, the ICC was actually set up to prosecute war crimes. Is it doing that? No. This is going to have serious ramifications for Africa. Like I said, uh, it has an you know, an ability to split the leadership there. Because if you look at the countries that have signed up to the ICC, you've got 34 countries. Almost all of them agree on one thing, that the ICC is focusing exclusively on Africa. Of the 39, of the 39 successful convictions at the ICC. 38 or if not all 39 are African. Currently they are seeing, they are hearing 10 cases. Out of those 10 cases, 9 come from Africa. And there's not even a single African president that is happy about that. 
So how do you think Africa can move forward? These are the questions that then you need, we need to pose to an organization like the IAC. Is Africa the most violent region in the world? And the answer to that is no. You can actually count the hot spots in Africa. We don't have a war, full-blown war taking place in Africa at the minute. You've got a trouble in Somalia, yes. Terrorism, you've got a trouble in happening in Nigeria, yes. What else do you have? You know what I mean? If South Africa or any other African countries were to lead a charge to take Israel, to take Syria and refer to the ICC, those efforts will fall flat. They will not succeed because big powers have found a way of protecting themselves and their proxies through the UN Security Council. Yes, as a government, as a people, as Africans, we might be really, really, really disappointed with the ICC. But we do have people, we do have leadership, we do have, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, expertise, people who can, we can bring in, people who can go in and battle it out and try and sort out the African side of the story. And that's a wrap for our weekly news roundup sponsored by LeeWords.com. Please remember that this was an extended episode that provided an in-depth analysis of an important news issue in Africa. Please visit LeeWords.com for concise stories in African communities. Oh.